Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 151 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is the power of finishing. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the power finisher herself, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? I'm not feeling very powerful, I'll be honest. <laughs> not feeling very powerful. Um, one of the reasons is this is coming out on... Oh gosh, I have to do a date, so everyone hold on. March 21st. Well done. First time. All right. And that means this is the um, last week of the new episodes for season one of A London Love Story. That's the Kindle Vela series I'm working on with Miranda McLeod. For 16 weeks. <laughs> for 16 weeks. We have published one episode Monday through Friday. So that's five episodes per week. That's a total of 80 episodes for season one of A London Love Story. While we're loving writing the series Miranda and I are very ready for a few weeks off <laughs> because it's been a lot not gonna lie it's been a lot and um unfortunately we can't take too much time off because the series is quite popular it's back in the top 30 on the platform again we, we need a little bit of a break we need to um recharge the batteries and figure out where season two is gonna go 80 episodes mm. 80 yeah that's now, a lot they're only like a thousand words each, so it's like a regular sized novel, actually. Mm -hmm. But still, it's a lot because we had such. I've never had such like I've never had like daily deadlines for something, for writing. Fair enough. Well, and you've kept up your your all your other deadlines, so um, you are a, well a better timekeeper and time manager than me. So well done, well done to both of you. Uh, and um, wh where they're going to go for season two? Do you think they've been in London? They're going to go to uh, Paris. But, oh no, we're still, we're going to stay in London, stay the best London. city ever. Okay. And it, we did not keep to all of our deadlines. We had to um, take something off our schedule. So it did interfere with our other projects. But, yeah, that's just the way things, you know, crumble. But speaking of getting things done, uh, two of the kind will be going out to the ARC team this week. This is the Raunchy Ranch story, which Raunchy is hard Ranch. to say. Raunchy Ranch! Raunchy Ranch! The good news is I've been hearing reports from other sapphic authors who have released books recently. Um, there hasn't been the 72-hour lag on Amazon, so that's encouraging. Fingers crossed when we do release it, it doesn't get killed by internal problems at Amazon, like my last two releases. So, but I'm nervous. Nervous about this one. I might, you know, what's, what's the saying? You know, the first time you hurt me, shame on you. The second time, shame on me. Do I trust Amazon? <laughs> Should I trust Amazon? Um, I think you know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> So, in not great news, we have an announcement about our buy us a coffee button. For some reason, I just recently found out that the um, account wasn't syncing with our Stripe account. That's the payment payment service firm, I guess, we use to process the credit card payments. Now, one listener asked if the payment went through, and I said that it did. Uh, it's because I received an email and a comment, but what I didn't do was actually dig into the Stripe account dedicated to Lesbians Who Write. I have three Stripe accounts. I have one for Lesbians Who Write, one for iHeartLesbian, and one for um, my PayHip bookstore. So it's on me for not checking sooner 
I was recently doing my taxes because it's tax season, everyone's favorite season. And I noticed the strike when I was dividing up the strike payments. I was like, wow, I'm not seeing anything for lesbians who write. And I know I've been reading comments for lesbians who write. So I apologize. But anything that has been uh, all the coffees purchased since this, the end of December did not actually go through. So that's that sucks. I I think I managed to work with Bias the Coffee. After a while, I reached out to the help desk, which was funny because it was like all in text, and it would be like, "Hi, lesbians." That was like my name. <laughs> lesbians, you're right. <laughs> I mean, so you that know, always gave me a chuckle. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it's a sad, sad state of affairs, but at least you had that chuckle. I had that chuckle every each time. I'd be like, "Well, you know, she's very positive. At least she's friendly." I think it's been resolved. I was able to purchase a coffee and it went through to our Stripe account. So hopefully it's resolved and I will try to keep a better eye on it. <laughs> I am sorry that I was not as diligent as I should have been. Apparently getting the email in the comments is not enough. <laughs> it, that's one of those things, isn't it? But um, So we're not going to go through and, um, you know, retroactively do it because we can't really. But um, if you have bought us coffee since January... Um, you haven't been charged, so if you fancy doing it again, we'd very much appreciate it. We would, we would. And I will try to check to make sure it goes to our Stripe account. Yes. Um, and one final thing before I uh, before I, I hop across the pond and find out what's going on with you is, man, I've been struggling this week. We had the time change in the U.S., and usually when we move the clocks forward, it sucks for like that Sunday and the first part of Monday. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, I don't know if it's because I'm finishing two books at one time, or world events or something, but um, this one, this one's hitting me harder. I don't know what day it is, I don't know what time it is, I'm exhausted, I don't know. But I'm really, I had to ask you today to like tell me what time to actually be here, because I couldn't figure it out on my own. <laughs> That's not that unusual though. I know, but usually I'm not so tired. I'm bad <laughs> at numbers, but usually I'm not like so sluggish with the time change okay yes we're uh, america's already 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 gone two three weeks before us we're not we're not due to do it too well actually this weekend uh next weekend by the time this goes out so i'm looking forward to the time change is it nicer though having an hour more light oh i'm loving having the extra light and everything i love that part i'm just not loving the um extra tiredness and feeling all discombobulated yes great word i'm surprised i got it out I so am i not a stutter. Yeah. Not a stutter. Well done. It's not my strong suit pronunciation. I'm surprised. Like at first, I'm surprised. I attempted and actually succeeded. Do you know what you did? You finished, right? The power of finishing <laughs> demonstrated there with TB's discombobulation. Can we can we stop the episode now? Yep. That's Failed. It. It's not getting any better. <laughs> so yeah, that's going on over here. So what's going on over there? Okay, over here. So. Uh, there's been a, there's been a lot of uh, things going on uh, with me in the background, so um, I've I've been not getting on with my new book quite as well as I'd like, but that's life sometimes. I had to take a few days off, but yeah, chugging away since we last spoke. I've also been doing a little bit of price testing across different platforms um, because I just decided that I would. So because I think previously all my books have always been the same price, um, but then I was looking at other authors. Uh, I think I just happened on a couple of, and I, and I realised that you know some authors have all different pricing for their books. I don't know if there's a science behind it, particularly like you know are your newest releases more expensive and then your older back catalogue cheaper. But I decided to t 
test a few prices and see if it has any effects. So um, so that's one thing I've been doing over the last two weeks. Are you actually lowering the prices of your backlist? Because I actually, I recently did that. When I say recently, it was probably like six, seven months ago, but that's recent to a historian because, you know, there's a lot of dates. Hmm. But um, I've been lowering my backlist a bit because I was like, you know, it's not as new. And then hopefully that entices them to buy. But yeah. I don't. I don't know if I tracked it well enough because obviously what we're learning from bias of coffee, I don't track things very well. <laughs> <laughs> have you got your card linked up to your Amazon account? Is that all right? Yeah, I do have that because otherwise <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to watch all my British crime shows at night because <laughs> I use Prime. But yeah, so I'm curious if you are better at tracking the data and can provide us some information further down the line. Oh, well. We can carve out an episode on it. Maybe. Um, when you say da- when you say data, uh, my ooh, bit of a shiver down my spine. Not uh, not in a good but maybe more of a shudder than a shiver. I know, but you have an accountant in the household. I do, I do, but she's very busy making charts and pie pie graphs for for the people that she works for. So she won't make them for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> she used to, but she's too busy now. Yeah, but she makes them very pretty. Sometimes I walk past her desk because obviously she's working a bit from home now. I go, oh, that's a very pretty bar chart or pie pie chart. She's like, yeah, check it out, eh? Yeah, I have the same issue because uh, I have someone who is a pro at spreadsheets, like really complicated spreadsheets. Then I'm like, can you help me? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do spreadsheets. Supportive spouses. Um, you're lovely, darling, if you're listening. What else has happened? Um, so d- been doing a bit of that. Um, also this week, so as this goes out on Monday the 21st of March, on mon- on Friday, March the 25th, so this week, is, are you ready TB? It is the debut. It's uh, my wife and I's, it's our movie premiere. Remember when we were oh. film stars? The film Gateway's Grind is having its mo- debut, uh, its movie premiere at the BFI Flair LGBTQ plus London Film Festival on the South Bank and it's happening at six o'clock on Friday night, uh, March 25th. So we are going to the premiere. We've been invited. Uh, is there going to be a red carpet? I hope so. So the, the BFI, is that the British Film Institute? Yes. I think I've seen movies there. They have a nice theatre. They do. Yes, yes. Yes. They have nice... Well, that's exciting. I hope you get a snap of you at the um, on the red carpet and I... send it my way for the podcast. Yes, that would be good, wouldn't it? God, I must remember. <laughs> <laughs> Tune Claire into her social media brain. Take a picture, Claire. Putting pictures <laughs> is not my uh, it's not my forte. But anyway, but that's exciting. So it it would be it would be. Um, I think it will be very bizarre. Well, we'll see actually, because I don't know if we've made the cut. Because you know, we were only a, a passing um, sort of. We were part of a butch gang, if you remember. Yes. I <laughs> so, do. so my butch my, me up, bitch. my debut as a butch is is happening uh, on Friday. That's if we made the editing uh, the edit. But um, if we did, it's going to be very strange to watch sort of footage of ourselves on a big screen, like a like a proper fucking cinema. Yeah, it reminds me of a story, and I can't remember what actor it was who, like, was also premiering in a movie, and it was his first big movie, and he told all his family, actually, I think it was a TV show, and he told all his family he was going to be on some TV show, and then it ended up just being his butt in a shower scene, and that was it. <laughs> I definitely know. <laughs> when he know. said his mom recognized his butt. <laughs> I can tell you that that's not going to happen. Definitely not unless something happened that I don't remember but no it, we were we were very much fully clothed and drinking coloured water so uh, yeah not well, wine that's exciting though yeah 
that's happening on Friday. One more exciting thing that happened this week was I finally got my Goldie Award for Before You Say I Do. I won that in 2021. Okay, so I'm not confused. No, and um, <laughs> it's been floating around somewhere. Although no, it wouldn't be floating because you know what? It's very fucking heavy. I'm quite. I'm very impressed with it. I have held one before. I held uh, H. P. Monroe's when I went to visit her in in Edinburgh. Uh, I, I I forgot. It's been a while since I held one. So it's a very nice. It's in the shape of a book. It's all perspex and it's got a nice um base, but it's fucking heavy. It would have cost a lot to ship. So thank you, Golden goldie people for shipping it and can you snap a photo of that this weekend and send it my way for a monday's episode yes i can <laughs> I'm, I, I'm it's on my list to do uh this week for my social for the socials as well so we got any yes. comments comment monitor oh boy we have comments oh boy Get ready all right so we have a comment up from eileen Eileen says, I recently discovered I Heart Lesbic through your podcast with Claire. So that's always nice to see, mm-hmm. you know, how that worked. Eileen says, I'm working my way through from the beginning. I think I'm in heaven. Thanks. So I'm pretty sure it's your voice, Claire, is the heaven heaven part. Um, we have a comment up from Hannah. Uh, Hannah says that episodes are so insightful and every time always a little more of a nudge in the direction I need, which is actually to get on to write the book that has been in my head for 10 years. So Hannah, we are cheering you on. Toot toot. Uh, Yes. Um, We have a a comment from Kim. Kim provided a question for our Ask Us Anything episode. And Kim also said, you guys are one of my comfort listen podcasts. So thank you always for making my day better. Isn't that lovely? A comfort listen. Again, I think it's your voice. (laughs) We have a comment from Jesse, who was commenting on the Queer Fiction Exploding episode. Jesse says, I remember only 10 years ago when I was trying to figure out my identity and it was impossible to buy queer fiction in mainstream bookstores. And being as I lived at home, I had to look at Barnes & Noble or other chains. It makes me happy to see the success of authors writing lgbtq characters and it makes me happy for the younger generation to have stories to read about again we're always always talking about how visibility and representation is very important for the community très important as they say in paris what was the word you kept messing up désolé there's a je suis désolé (laughs) (laughs) i just got a flashback to that i i miss call my agent so Neen commented on the website, says, love what you have both listed as your brand, spot on as well. Neen's brand is very young, but Aussie sapphic speculative fiction. Even the romance Neen has been writing has magic realism in it, and everything is very Aussie. Um, also for Neen's personal brand, Neen says, I've always focused on being brave, being kind, and more so since 2020, being safe. Cruelty is not needed. Also, Nina is excited that she is able to comment on the website now. And uh, again, my apologies that for several months, people couldn't comment on the episode after it was 30 days old. So, but I loved her personal brand as well. And then we have two comments from Twitter people. Abigail spent the afternoon listening to episodes 50 to 55 while finishing a Lego build. I don't know if you saw the photo. It was pretty impressive. Abigail said, funny listening to them talking about the start of the pandemic. I need a holiday to catch up with the rest of the series. I bet if we go back to those episodes, like I, none of us knew how long the pandemic was going to be going and that we'd still be dealing with it and all the other stuff that's happened. So 
it, it would be interesting to listen to the very beginning of 2020 before it hit and how I think we were excited someone mentioned and now we're just like oh fucking <laughs> so fucking tired of everything anyways on another twitter comment Vicky wished us a happy international women's day so before I get to bias a coffee do you have any comments on your end I've got one comment and Brandy says uh, she listened to the show today and loved it she, but she says there's a, there's a glitch in the re- reply box now I'm not sure which episode that was Brandy I'm not sure what's happened, but if you let us know. But um, thank you for the thank you for the brandy love. Do you know what brandy is one of my favourite uh, American names? It's very much an American name in my head. Like that, you don't find anybody British called Brandy, but it's a great name. It is a great name, and now I'm curious: Are there British people named are Brandy? There? Please let us know. Yes, please let us know. <laughs> right in, Brandies. I'm not sure what the glitch is because uh, I don't know. Buy me a coffee in WordPress. This is like my nemesis. The world, my nemesis. The world's an imperfect place, TV. Yeah. All right. Speaking of bias of coffee, Mike says, I love your podcast. You are both funny and interesting women. Regarding your most recent topic, I have been reading queer fiction for over five years. There does seem to be much more available. And Mike might try to write one. So that's exciting. Because mm. we need, like we keep saying, we need more representation. Yes. We need more visibility, so I always encourage everyone, write that novel. Write a book. This is what this podcast is for, to encourage you to write a book and also just to listen to us witter on. So, talking of wittering on, should we get on to the... Is that a word? Witter on? Yeah, witter. What's what's witter mean? Witter just means babble. Didn't know that one. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently. It's quite common parlance over over here in in our brandyless nation. I mean, there is brandy. Again, I want to know. Are there any brandies in the UK? <laughs> all the brandies I know are American. You know, uh, they're all also mainly pop stars. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a it's a it's a small subsection. I know, but that's enough for me. Right. The topic today is the power of finishing. So TB is going to take your hand and lead you through this with her snazzy new haircut. Yes, I did. I got it. I got it almost shaved. Most of the back is shaved. You did. There's a little bit on the top. I like I'm tired it. of my hair. Yeah. That's the shortest um, I think I've seen it. Yeah, I think it's the shortest I've ever had it. And, okay. uh, it's about two weeks old now, so you didn't even see it from the very beginning stages. Oh. When I was like, I'm not so sure about this. I've grown <laughs> accustomed. <laughs> Are you, um, can I just, one question before you start. Is it because I'm, I'm part of a butch gang and you're trying to be, you know, you're trying to out-butch me? Well, I'm a little jealous you're going to be on a red carpet, even though I hate attention. <laughs> So I'm not sure if I'd actually want to be on the red carpet, but since I, I'm a little jealous, I'm a little jealous. And also BFI is a lovely place and I wish I could go, but I hope you have fun. And I hope your car, your part actually wasn't hacked in the editing. So, so that would be sad. I know. We're going to be on the edge of our seats the whole time. Like, I don't... Hopefully that's not the case. So anyways, the power of finishing. I'm not sure I answered this question the way you wanted me to do. I do find it funny that you pose this to me considering I'm in the process of finishing two large projects at the same time. So I might be a bit stressed. But the power of, power of finishing is something that we do talk about a lot because it's one of those things you have to take into account when you're like, I want to write that book. Getting the book down is hard work, but getting the book over the finish line to publication is also a lot of hard work because there's a lot of stuff that's going on at the same time because you're not simply getting the book ready for publication 
you're getting the book ready for launch. So while you're finishing the book, I'm going to talk you through all the stuff that I am doing simultaneously while I'm finishing a book. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. Here's my process. I don't know if this is a good process, but this is usually how I end up doing it. Um, right now, Miranda and I are combing through the file of Two of a Kind, and we're addressing all the last-minute issues. Now, when it goes through edit, your editor will point out certain things like, you've used this word three times in the past paragraph. You need to change at least one of them, preferably two, stuff like that. Or like the editor is like, can you, can you expand on this a bit, just like a sentence or two to make it clearer? So... Those are things we're dealing with. Um, oddly enough, even though it sounds like a really simple process, I think you say when you get to a certain stage, you like you'll have like seven hundred notes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's not as much as this stage because it has been through the editing process, but there's still a significant amount where you're like have to set a day aside <laughs> to go through all the comments, and you're really. When I get to this stage, I'm really done with the book. Like I've written it. It's been edited. I've read it several times. And when I get to this stage, I'm like, I don't want to see another word associated with this book ever again. And then you're like, oh, wait, I have to dig in and do all this stuff. And it takes forever. So that's one thing that you have to find the strength, dedication to keep working on it, to get it right for publication. Also, while you're going through this stage, uh, you're prepping the your art team. We have to get the file ready. This won't be the file that we publish, but we have to get the file in a decent enough shape to send out to the ARC team. This involves coordinating hundreds of ARC people because it's both teams, Miranda's and mine. And so coordinating 100 ARCers, is that a word, ARCers? It can, just, are we coining that? It can be. Yeah. Can be. Coordinating a hun- hundreds of ARCers is uh, another job all in itself. What the team is doing, not only are they reading it so they can write uh, reviews when it goes live, but they're also, some of them are eagle-eyed typo hunters even though it's been edited and i've read it many times and miranda's read it many times there's still there's still those little typos that you always forget about so you're trying to zap as many as possible so we're fixing those and some of the typos are simple like you use the wrong form of there or some of them you have to run by the editor because you're not exactly sure so again you have to dig deep (laughs) to get this done because, like I said, at least for me, I don't know if you're the same at this stage. Are you just done over the book? I, I think everyone is, yeah. Yeah, but but sometimes I do find a burst of energy. Because you do have to have finishing energy, don't you? This so. is this is what we're going for. Like, even though I'm going to talk about all the downers, but you really have to dig deep at this stage. Because you don't want to do it. So another thing we're working on that you have to finish get over the line is uh while you're finalizing all the typos in the document you need that precious pdf page count to be as accurate as possible so you can get the paperback cover made you can get the ebook and the audio cover made ahead of time i don't suggest you do the paperback edition until the book's in its final stage because you need the exact paper count or page count otherwise your binding is going to be off that's one last thing you have to keep in the back of your mind of, oh shit, I need to know <laughs> the page count to get to the uh, cover designer in time. So hopefully when the book, the ebook goes live, you can also do the paperback. But if you ever wondered, at least in my case, why it's like a two or three day lag, it's because I forgot to send the paperback number <laughs> to my cover designer in time. It is one of those things. 
things. You know what? I forget to finish. It's, num- <laughs> it's numbers, TB. It's numbers, but it, it has to be finished, and you have to remember. So also for this project, um, this isn't true for every project I have going on, but for this project, it is true. I have scheduled a narrator, so I'm trying to zap as many typos as possible quickly because I have to get it into the narrator's hands to get that started. So that's another thing that is zapping all of my finishing energy and I have to power through. And just to complicate it and to add more uh, stuff that's gonna drain you, um, during all of this, we are prepping our launch emails and we are prepping the launch schedule. This involves getting all the promotional graphics ready on all the different sizes for the different platforms because why would we have the same size for everything? I don't know. But um, it also involves asking authors to share your new release. So while you're getting the project done, while you're setting up the art team, while you're getting the paperback edition done, you're also working on the um, really excited launch email where you're like, I can't wait for you to read this one. Secretly, I'm writing, I am so fucking done with this book. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, there's a a thing on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen it um, at the moment, and it's about the state of the publishing industry and it's about how all um assistants publishing assistants um editors um basically everybody who's not top brass so all the people who all the work falls on they're all just absolutely burnt out and they're all leaving in droves because they're not paid very much money to do what they do and there's just so much to do and everything you're describing here is what is involved in independent publishing because that's what your publisher would normally do for you apart from the finishing of the manuscript but you know they'd normally deal with the covers and the marketing and the art team and the and the print book size and all that so you know it's it's no wonder that we get a bit stressed isn't it oh gosh i hate this time are you going to resign like all the people in publishing (laughs) oh wouldn't that be nice if you could just write yourself i quit (laughs) fuck you i quit you're a terrible boss. <laughs> There's another thing that you're doing all during this time that is sapping all of your energy and where you need to overcome. You are trying to be as excited as possible when you're writing your newsletters to your fans uh, leading up to release day and then after for several weeks um, to help with the lunch. Um, so, again, as I keep saying, by the time this book hits the virtual shelves, I'm sick and tired of it. I never want to hear it. But all the fans are excited. You kind of have to get over your own stress and act excited too. So, and I know it is exciting. Don't get me wrong. I don't, it is exciting when you hit the publish button. It's terrifying. It is exciting to have something go out into the world. But usually by this time, I really just want to go into my bedroom get under the covers, turn out the lights, and sleep for a week because I'm exhausted, but I can't because I'm still trying to finish everything. Um, And then there's something that I don't know if uh, a lot of people realize. (laughs) At least I don't know. This is how I do it, like when I look at my schedule because I kind of have my production schedule set out for the year. As we know, I just finished two really big deadlines, a London love story and two of a kind that had tight editing dates, and I put off everything else. So while I'm trying to finish a novel and get it published and get all the tiny details done, all the stuff you always forget until the very last second, I'm also dealing with life because I had to put everything on hold. So I'm taking my car to the mechanic for the six-month oil change. I'm going to all my doctor's appointments for my physical and my boob squish. I'm not looking forward to those. Um, 
So while you're finishing the novel, you're also trying to get caught up on all the stuff you stopped doing to meet that deadline. So if you think it's overwhelming, it is. If Claire's like um, story of a lot of editors and proofreaders and uh, author assistants quitting, I I can see why. Because a it's already a stressful job because there is a lot. But there's stressful times, and I think everyone is getting burned out, and I think that is true with indie authors as well. I know I'm getting burned out. (laughs) So, but I have to dig deep because this book is coming out in a couple weeks, and A London Limb Story is finishing next week. So there's a lot of stuff. So how do I – I don't know if this is really how I power through it, but how do I manage all this, you might be wondering. I I was just wondering Um, that. How do I manage all this? How do I not lose my mind completely and still get everything done to the best of my ability? Because there's a lot going on in your mind and everything. So um, I live and die by my to-do list. Now I have three levels of to-do lists. <laughs> I have a vital one that lists everything I have to do every hour of the day. That's on my phone. So like, just to give an example, every Monday morning at 7.55 a.m., my phone buzzes to remind me to publish the episode for the podcast. So when it comes to like daily lists, I have my phone that it literally beeps almost every hour saying, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And if I don't have it, I'll forget, even though I do it every fucking week. Uh, I have really terrible memory. I have a to-do list for all the publishing stuff, like the big overarching one, where I have the list of like everything that needs to get done by publication date. And I keep that hanging next to my laptop and I just keep crossing everything off as I go. And then I have the, what I call the (laughs) daily honeydew list that is on my desk. And that lists everything that needs to get done by the end of that work day. If I didn't have all these lists, like the the checklist for publication, the checklist for all the stuff just as an indie author I have to do, the checklist for the podcast, the checklist for um, IHL, I don't think I would survive week to week. But there's also another thing that helps you power through this. Well, there's two things. Your fans are excited, and you get these lovely emails, and you get these lovely uh, messages on social media that say, I'm so excited for your next book, and that helps power me through. And then there's the support of the sapphic indie authors. A lot of us are involved in, like, groups um, behind the scenes and everything, and we can, like, you know, go into these groups and talk, and... Everyone's just always so supportive and everyone's just like wrapping you with love and saying you can do it You just need to you just need to bear down for this last last week And then it'll be over and then you can eat all the ice cream you want and have a nice hike I wouldn't be able to find the power of finishing without my to-do list (laughs) That helped me without the fans and without fellow authors. So that's how I finish. How about you? Well, we did come at this in very different ways, but uh, you know uh, that's okay, TB, isn't it? Difference is Well, we good. don't want to keep repeating the same thing. No, no. I came at it as um, just sort of the power of finishing the mindset you need. But I suppose it, it, it does uh, mirror what you said, yeah, because you need, you know, that if you know that people are waiting for it and people are excited about it, then that's great, and uh, i.e. The, your readers. And then if you've got people who are cheering you on, your friends and family, but also fellow authors and readers, then that does help as well. But I was just thinking back to my first book that took six years to write, 
Uh, and now books take me way, way less time, right? Uh, but when I first started, finishing was always an issue. I had a ton of unfinished manuscripts in my drawer. But now uh, it's, it's, it's never an issue because I plan my novels. So I, I, I write each chapter in order. I'm not one of those people who jumps around the chapters. I write them in order. And the final chapters are just that. They're just other chapters. They're not like this big thing. I just get to those chapters and it's normally about between chapter 30 and 40 and I'm like oh yeah it's the final one and then I'm like oh sometimes I'm quite surprised I've got to the end already oh I'm at the end but although I do save the final couple of chapters until I've normally I go back through it and read it all the way through again uh, just to make sure I've got the ending I want and I can change things before that but that's part of my process now I used to be scared of finishing because I didn't finish anything so I used to have this pile of unfinished manuscripts in my book, in my drawer. But you have to finish something. That's the key. That's the key takeaway from for me. Finish anything. Finish a poem. Finish a short story. Just get that muscle going. Get that muscle working. Get that repetitive nature working. Because you only need to do it once to know you can do it again. And knowing you can finish is the only way to stave off the ghosts of half-finished ideas that haunt would-be writers all over the world because everyone thinks they can write a book and everyone starts to write a book but a lot of people abandon it in the, at the sort of when they hit the sticky middle or when they sort of approach the end and they get scared um, yes. so a completed book is infinitely more valuable than an unfinished book because the first thing you write is never what you end up with you always edit you always go back and revise so once you do, once you finish one thing, then endings become less scary and then they just become part of the process. And always remember to make your endings happy if you're writing romance. That's the other thing, right? So now endings for me are happy endings because I always know what I'm going to write because I plan my novels. Um, and readers will forgive you most things if you leave them with an uplifting ending. So they might not remember the book details, but they'll remember how, they, how you made them feel. And the ending is the last thing you leave them with. So no pressure, everyone, no pressure. But make sure you leave them um, with a great feeling. It's just getting that first project over the line, I think. Because as soon as I finished London Calling, my first book, I just thought, okay, all the wisdom then was to, to write another novel. So I thought, okay, I'll do that. And I just did. Uh, you know, it did take me nine months, but less than six years, so we got down. And now a book, start to finish, more or less, takes me about four months. Um, I'd love to get that process down a bit further, but no, that's just my process. So you just have to think, when do I want to finish? And how am I going to finish? And then just put it in your mind, like me, even maybe if you need to write an affirmation on your board or, or stick it on a post-it or something and just say, I'm going to finish this. Because the power, of, the power of positive thinking and the power of affirmation can't be underestimated. But I remember how difficult it was to finish my first book. That's interesting. I, th I just think it goes to show our personality types because that's what you focus on. And I agree with that. I actually have a, a, a sign over my desk that says, just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> because of, I don't know if people who listen regularly notice, I'm the stressed out one. I don't think I would finish without my to-do list. Because, as we know, I'm absolutely terrified to hit that publish button. So I have to drown out all of that negativity in my head with the tasks at hand. Otherwise, I don't think I would finish. So yeah. we come at it at very different angles. Well, I think I think that there, there's a lot of similarities, though, right? Because I'm saying that, uh, you know, finishing used to be a big thing and it used to be something I was scared of. But now, finishing is just another it's just another chapter. So actually, what is a chapter-by-chapter -chapter plot, if not is it a a uh, creative to-do list, really. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. my god, I've never thought do that before. Do you really get surprised? Do you really get surprised when um you're 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 on the last chapter? Like do you really not know it's coming? No, I have that's happened to me a few times. That has never happened to me. I'm like, oh my god, am I almost done? <laughs> oh yes, I know. I know exactly what I'm done. No, it's actually happening to me with the book I'm writing at the moment, uh, my vineyard book, because uh, I think I got to, I was there and I was typing away and I was like, okay, I'm at, I'm, I think I got to about 63,000 and I've got one chapter and an epilogue left. So I always sort of take away an ad, so, you know, my books are around 70,000 normally, so I thought, okay, that, that's not bad. But then I kind of got to one chapter and an epilogue left and I was thinking, oh shit, I thought there was more story than this. That There needs to be more story. And I was quite surprised. Well, I find that interesting that you it actually sneaks up on you sometimes because that is never, ever, ever happened to me and I wish it would and I wish it would by chapter 12. <laughs> so there you go. Um, to, uh, I think two very different approaches to how we ask the question but I don't think actually how we... I think the takeaways are not that dissimilar. No, I mean, I think we've learned over the podcast that we do think similarly, but we also express things very differently. So it's just, it's just funny. I'm always surprised because when we, when you propose the topics, we, do, we don't do a lot of coordination behind the scenes. And so it's just like, you know, here's the topic, run with it. And then I run with it and then I hear yours. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> There you go, you see. And I was listening to yours thinking, oh, this is like a really different approach. Interesting. That we complement each other, darling. There you go. There you go. You know That's what we are? We finish the projects together. That's <laughs> right. We're like tea and biscuits, strawberries and cream, gin and tonic. Oh. Other things like that. Strawberries and cream season. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not quite yet. Anyway. I'm so excited for warm weather. <laughs> Do let us know uh, what you think. How is your finishing energy? What do you think about the power of finishing? Um, do get in touch. Uh, comment on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Um, email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us, at leswhowrite, and Instagram me, at clairefic. Uh, one other call out. Um, do keep sending in your Ask Us Anything questions. We're going to be uh, doing the episode, um, not the next one, but maybe the in the next um, in the next month. So please do get your questions in. We've got like a handful, so there's probably enough uh, to do an episode. But um, if you get loads, we could stretch it over two. We're always happy to answer questions. In the meantime, anything else to say, TB? I always like the questions because especially the ones that are just like the really random ones, I like to know what people are curious about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I went to a hotel this week as well. So if you want to know what is my breakfast order in the hotel, yeah ask me all right <laughs> i didn't know that was an option but now i do tv's gonna write in now aren't you what, what did you want at breakfast i'm leaving it you're on the edge now aren't you on the edge all I right mean, I, uh, I love food in the meantime have a great week keep writing bye everybody Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.